All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Peak Performance Humans. I'm here with the Jerry Maguire of wellness, the founder of Real Connection Sofla. Jessica Pfeffer, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Naeem. Absolutely. This is a very fun, special episode for me because you're also a dear friend of mine from childhood. Um, and I like it, but it's really cool that we're going to talk to you about how you're a peak performer and all the amazing work you're also doing down in South Florida with your business as well. But yeah. maybe before we start, tell us a little about yourself. What's your 30 minute or 30 second, 30 minute, tell us your 30 minute story real quick. Okay. And then we'll be done. Um, well, my name is Jess Pfeffer, as you said, I'm a holistic talent agent, and I have recently pivoted my um, in-person event company to being online, and basically it's just all about elevating various holistic practitioners from yoga, meditation, chefs, artists, and really this community is just about reminding people that we have the tools to live our best, our best selves or best lives, yeah. and we just need a little bit of the support to get us there. Yeah, it's so true. I love that. And I love that you're putting it together. You're like such a great person to like, you're good at getting things done and like, not, well, directing is going to sound bad, but like directing people, right? Like people need leaders, right? So I think it's cool that you're like putting together this amazing group of talented, like, because I'm, I'm in the wellness space, right? I'm a coach, but like a lot of, I used to be in the fitness world too, but they're really talented at stuff, but they're not good at like business and clients and delivering a product. And that's why a lot of them, don't really have much money, unfortunately, right? So I think it's cool you're creating that space for people to do that. And also people, people or customers too, to get that, the services as well. It's cool. What, what kind of sparked this for you? I know your family's big into wellness and health, but what kind of, and I know you've always been in it too, but what kind of sparked for you to do this? Well, probably kind of all accumulated from um, practicing yoga, teaching yoga, um, of course, just having my own journey with health and wellness and discovering what it did for my body, mind, and soul. And then most recently, my sister Jax and I, we co-owned an organic cold-pressed juice bar in Delray, which I know you know and visited us. But um, once that closed due to something with the landlord about a year ago, I was just kind of brainstorming. And I, similar to what you said, I'm like, wow, I have all these friends that are yoga teachers, health coaches, and all that, but a lot of them struggle with the back end. And after discovering that I could be an entrepreneur and I, I like the back end, I like the promoting and getting everyone excited. Um, next thing I know, I was just reaching out to this friend and this friend and this customer and then 20, 30 people, all of a sudden I'm like, oh wow, like there's this amazing team of like-minded individuals that I'm so lucky to have in my life and how can I support them and, and share them with a greater audience? That's so cool, that's awesome. Can you tell us a little about that? I wasn't gonna go to this right away, but since you brought that up, I, didn't, I just thought about it. Like, cause, and this isn't meant to be about business as much, but you, you started a business, right? Like most people have struggles with that, right? Like, how, and I love that what you said though, cause most people do it backwards, right? But like, it sounds like you did it like, just like a true business owner, right? It's like you had an idea, you reached out to like individuals at a time and you just saw there's a market and need for it and you started building, right? But like, yeah. what was that first step? Like, what'd you look like? You just started calling people that you knew in the wellness space and said, hey, like, what like Jerry Maguire just like showed up and started asking, <laughs> just 
Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, what do you think? And again, I'm, I'm very lucky that the people in my life were eager, you know, and they trust me and they knew they know who I am, right? Like they yeah. didn't really know where it was going to go, but they knew that I was doing it and they knew they wanted to be a part of it. Um, but it was definitely my first time starting a business from the ground up. I actually, I thought of like, um, remember in Spider-Man when he's like drawing out how he wants his costume to look and he's like, yeah. no, not that, that. So I did that with the logo. I was like, I know I wanted a Hamsa and I drew it like a five-year-old and then I sent it to Fiverr and I was like, all right, I got the logo. All right, what's next? And like each step of the way, I was like, oh, this is how the business gets built and LLC. And then next thing you know, it like. Yeah, I developed into pretty much on my own. Of course, I had friends and family. My dad is very supportive, but yeah. it's the first thing I've been doing on my own. Ever. That's so cool. I love that. Maybe we'll talk about that more later because I don't want to, uh, that wasn't the whole purpose of this uh, show, but I love that you did that, right? It's like literally just step by step and it sounds so basic, but most people miss that, right? We try to make it complex and like build a huge website and funnels and marketing stuff and that stuff's useful too, right? But at the right time and the right moment, uh, in the right place, you know, that's cool. Tell us about your, your, uh, any, so let's start with like maybe your peak performance habits or rituals. Like what do you like to do now or what did you like to do? Or like, what, what are some things you do to kind of stay on top of your game mentally, emotionally, physically to, to perform at the high level that you do? Um, I would probably say it's similar to what Real Connections is about. It's living a holistic lifestyle. So one thing I like to say is, you know, I, I do meditate. I practice yoga on and off the mat, which for those who don't know what that means, and I, I know that's something that I learned in teacher training a couple of years ago was, you know, there's yoga, the asana, the postures, which is a beautiful movement and breath and all of the yumminess. Um, but there's also how you show up to the community. So that's why I'm a part of a nonprofit and we're actually doing a community garden. So every Saturday we've been getting in there in the dirt and mulching and like doing all this amazing things, which to me, the holistic thing again is not just choosing one thing. Although I am reading the book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, which I'm Very definitely well. reminding myself to, to hone in. But, um, but the holistic approach to me to answer your question is yes, meditating, being mindful, practicing yoga in all the ways. Um, eating plant-based, you know, and, and kind of similar to what we did at Juice Buzz, it's not just what you put in your body, but it's what you put on your body. So even now, like when I shop, which is very rarely, like I only shop from sustainable companies. Yeah. And I'm very, you know, I'm mindful of my words. Like you can meditate every day, but if you are not thinking positively or you're, you know, surrounding yourself with negative energy or people that are subtracting from you, then the meditation is not going to to what it's supposed to do to our body. So it's that balance, a little bit of, not a lot, but of certain things, um, eating healthy, getting outside. I do daily walks. That's something that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And then of course, just making sure that I just, I shut down. I take a, an hour a day, definitely on Sundays, just like me time and self care. That's great. You said so many great things there. I love that you said, let me recap real quick. Cause I want to touch on some of them. Um, I already forgot the first one that you said, but I love that you shut down, right? That's huge. I love that you're reading the book, Gary Keller's One Thing. I want to ask you about that. Like if there's, and it sounds basic and obvious, but again, most people miss the basic obvious stuff, uh, myself included. And then I like that you said, uh, oh, I love that you talked about sustainability. There's a really good book, a documentary I saw on Netflix. Have you heard about it? Kiss the Ground? Oh yeah, I waited. It was on my calendar for the day it was released and I watched it that night. Oh, like cool. right oh yeah, I loved it. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. I love that they, I don't know if it's that one or another one I might've watched, but like the way we dispose of our waste and our food is really important too, right? Like, like composting and obviously recycling and things like that too, but composting, 
like we could turn that into soil and like plant things. That's what soil is, right? People don't even realize that. Can you tell us about uh, maybe uh, a lesson you've taken away from the book so far, The One Thing by Gary Keller? Sure. sure. Um, so it's funny because I, I got it on the Kindle and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I know that he refers to about silly slickers. You know, we have all these different things or that we think so big, right? And we're always doing so much. And I think part of how I was raised in my culture is like, yeah, as much as you can do, the better. And I think from last night's chapter, he was like, Kind of the opposite you know like think small like focus on something small you know get good at that but also realize just because you're doing a lot and being busy doesn't mean you're going to be successful you can be busy doing kind of meaningless things and feel like you were so productive as opposed to not being that busy and doing one thing um that i needed especially today when i was like doing a lot i'm like wait a moment i didn't go on my walk I don't need to do all those things. I, I'll get to it, but like I need my walk and I made sure I got it in. That's awesome. I love that. It's so true. A lot of times we mistake movement for like productivity, right? If we're busy, 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 do like moving around, but a lot of times we're just like running around like a chicken with our head cut off. Okay. Um, there was something else you said that was great, but I forgot it. So if it comes back, I'll bring it up. But tell us how you shut down. What do you do for that? Because I, I focus on that too. And a lot of people want to get better at that. Like, how do you do that? Um, probably for me, because my business is so related to the computer, whether it's emails or obviously social media and networking, um, it's just not bringing my phone with me, even just going for that walk. Like it's that kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't like the word addiction, but yeah, I'm constantly yeah. looking to see, you know, not necessarily that I got a like, but that I got my message across. Right. Yeah. So leaving my phone. Um, another thing I speak to a lot, I love is the do not disturb ability on our iPhones. Yeah. So I have that set for 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. every day. So basically it shuts down except favorites just in case my parents or someone like needs to reach me emergency. Um, so that's huge to me. And then I did the same thing for social media on my phone. I, I regulate how many hours I'm allowed to look at my social media and then it tells me when I'm, when I'm done. That's great. I love that. Those are all huge. That's awesome. What about you? What do you do to shut down? I do the, I do the do not disturb. I love it. Cause like nobody can get to me unless I put them on a favorite and then they can get through if they need to right? like my parents or somebody. Um, I do, I did do the social media thing, but I just didn't observe it. So now I just deleted all the apps off my phone and now I just do it. If I do it, I do it on desktop social media. And that's helped me a lot. Cause I'm just, I'm like, if there's a cookie in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Right. So if I have Instagram on my phone, I'm going to look at it. Uh, so, uh, I remember the other thing you said, actually, you said off the mat, right? The yoga. That's great. That's cool. Cause well, one is I love that what you bring to the community, but also like practicing yoga, not just like when you're doing yoga, it's like when you're working, you're doing yoga. I know this is what you're talking about, right? But you could probably talk about this too. Like when we're working, like we're doing yoga, like stand up or like sit properly or breathe into your core. Right. It's not just meant to be when you're doing like I do yoga, then I just forget about the rest of my day. Like when you're standing in line, like do yoga. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I've actually been having some arm pains lately, mostly like in the lower forearms. And I've realized from sitting at the desk a lot and, and not being mindful of how I'm sitting, I'm kind of like slouching. And, and that reminder just came up, that body awareness that I was like, no, like I need to sit up tall, hold in my core and take breaks. There are some days that six hours pass other than restroom or food, I'm not breaking. So now I've been using this beautiful wall behind me. 
pressing my hands against it, kind of doing like a downward dog, but against the wall, doing my stretches. So that physical movement of yoga is definitely one I was referring to. And then I was also referring to um, when you're driving and someone cuts you off, right? And, and re reminding yourself of like, that person maybe is in a rush because their wife is about to have a baby or, or something bad happened. I like to think something positive and, and that moment of thinking, okay, can I breathe through this and be compassionate and know that they're going through something like that's my yoga in action. Is know, that's great. What do you do? So a lot of people have that thing with like driving and they get frustrated with like road rage. I know you just said like one of the things you might do, but is there a process you go through or is that what you do? Like, Oh, maybe they're at, like, you kind of reframe it in your head. Like maybe they'll be having a bad day or the wife's pregnant or something like that. Yeah, I just, I kind of revisit it in my head or once in a while I'll do what my sister says. She'll be like, just send them light and love, you know, like could be in line at a store. I've definitely had that moment that someone, well, not lately with COVID, but yeah, someone's in your space or they're just having a moment and I'm just like, and just breathe. And even with Juice Buzz, with customer service, again, bringing the yoga back, it's always, it's breath, it's pranayama. It's just, it's stopping. It's not... It's not reacting, right? It's acting with like grace and, and compassion. Um, so probably the breath, I would say, and then what well, you said, reframing, like nice. no big deal, like let it go. We're gonna talk about the pranayama. I wanna talk to you about the breath, but before we do, you said you also bring off the mat the way you show up to your community, right? That's cool, and I like that you, so you do like the weekly gardening stuff and you guys plant and you're like just contributing to the community. Sure. Yeah. So Wise Tribe is a nonprofit. Um, our big focus lately has been, well, during COVID, we we're feeding families in need in the local community. So we did that. And then right now we're helping build a food institute at a school nearby. Um, wow. We think, I want to say 90, 95% free and reduced lunch. So it's definitely a community that needs the support. And yeah. the whole notion of it is being system thinkers and being a food citizen. So um, I'm on the board of that and I've, uh, I'm the chair of the fundraising. So speaking of connections, that's kind of the beauty. You know, I'm able to share amazing information with people, health and wellness, but also be the conduit of saying, hey, let's also give, right? We're here to receive self-love and self-care, but at the same time, giving back is just as important. Yeah, that's so cool. Can you talk, tell us about pranayama and breathing? Like, let me, let me, uh, that's a big, obviously topic to go. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading a book called breath. It's really good. And I realized like mo we shouldn't be breathing through our mouth as much as we do through our nose, but most people go through their I used to do this all the time through my mouth and it causes like sleep apnea and things like that. But just breathing through the nose makes a big difference. But can you t give us some insight? And I know there's so many ways to go with this, but what are the first thoughts you have? Or what are the, maybe the biggest problems people might have? that they come to you with about, about breathing or how do you help them? Yeah. Um, so first thing that comes to mind is about obviously it being life force and we're breathing. Otherwise we wouldn't be alive, but it's the yeah. conscious breathing that I think is maybe um, the part I want to speak to. And for someone um, that has suffered from anxiety over the years and panic attacks, I like to speak to how that's been helpful for me because a lot of times when you get that anxiety and you get that tightness and you're, you go into that fight or flight, you want that breath to bring you back down to the parasympathetic, right? So when your body is rising, rising, you think the bear's chasing you, um, your breath starts to go, maybe you're breathing from your mouth, or maybe you're breathing heavily, um, we need to remind our body that there actually isn't a bear chasing us. And the way we can do that is by controlling our breath, whether that's 
you know, three breaths in. Um, I like doing the belly breathing. I used to, I also teach kids yoga, not recently, but I'm trained to. And I love the hand on the belly, hand on the heart and pretending um, that you're blowing up a balloon and finding like your favorite color and kind of imagining that. And then that is just such a great soothing technique that you can basically do anywhere. Tell, tell us that one. I could infer, but can you tell us that? That sounds really cool. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Oh, of course. About the balloon? Yeah. Okay. So um, when you're inhaling and exhaling, instead of having like a diaphragmic breath, which is coming from your chest, you actually want it to go from your belly. So it's called belly breathing. So when you inhale, your tummy should be going out. And then when you exhale like a balloon, it's going in. So once you kind of have that image, because a lot of times people do the opposite, right? They think when they're breathing in, your tummy's actually going in, but instead it's the opposite. You're filling it up. You're filling up everything, everything as much as you can, especially for the kids. They love that. And then. Yeah. That feels good. I like that. Even just doing that. Can you, can you hear me? I think you might got, can, oh, I can't hear you. You're silent. You're on mute. I'm not on mute. Now you're back. I didn't hear you for a second. That's so cool. Even doing that one breath made me feel like I felt the shift and everything. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's one of the tools that other than when you're driving, because that could be dangerous, but um, keep your eyes open. Um, what I love to say, you know, we have all these different tools, journaling and what have you to, to get you back to center, but the breath is, is always with you, you know, and it doesn't cost money. Although, of course, I'm a firm believer in all of the things and all the health coaches and therapy. I, I actually um, was a therapist for a while. I have my master's in mental health which is why I moved over to Eastern because I believe in the big picture and the holistic approach um, using breath as opposed to just medicating people. Can you tell us the the holistic approach? Yeah. Not the big thing again, right? But like, (laughs) you get free reign to tell us what you want. Sure. So I'll bring it back to what I said earlier. The holistic approach, it, it comes a lot from diet and movement, right? Like if we're eating junk food, you're going to have a junk mood you're gonna have a junk attitude if you're stagnant and sedentary then that's how your body is going to be you're going to be like a slug so you know as opposed to a lot of times especially in the western um practice it's kind of putting a label and forgetting that people have trauma and we have our stories but actually being there and holding the space um big part of it and i think also when i think of a holistic approach yeah i think of the team of like sleep you got your sleep in, you got your food in. And it's not a big picture, kind of like the one thing. Choose that one thing and make sure you got it. Like make yeah. sure you got it. And then slowly, you know, start to add in. Oh, that was the other thing that I read last night that was cool. It takes 66 days for a new habit to form. Cool. Okay. Very fascinating. I was always taught it was three weeks. Yeah. Um, but according to Gary Keller and I guess some research, 66 days. And I think that's the part of consistency that a lot of us, including myself, struggle with. Yeah. To it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just lost the piece that you said again. You're, you're dropping so many gems, Jessica. They're just whizzing by. <laughs> trying to catch them, you know? But that'll come back to me. Don't worry. But I did want to ask you. So you said other tools, right? So you said journaling, you said obviously breathwork we talked about. What are other tools that people can use? And also obviously tools that you guys offer through your, through your company. Um, so one tool I would say would be uh, essential oils, right? Kind of going back to living like a natural holistic lifestyle. So actually 
I have one right here. So this one's called Adaptive. And I like this guy. This one is a calming blend. So during the first few weeks of um, COVID and we were in lockdown quarantine, I didn't leave my parents' condo, um, which you know, for six weeks. Literally, we were, my mom wouldn't even let us go on the elevator. So all I was thinking was, all right, <laughs> what am I going to do? So I ordered from my lovely um, doTERRA advocate. And I said, what do I need for anxiety? And she was like, oils. So that's a tip for sure. Um, I put them in one of those like diffusers. Yeah. And just let it seep out and uh, sometimes I'll put it on my hand rub it take a nice little smell and that'll yeah. start to me um, that would be a tool journaling what else I is mean it, movement. Is, there an oil that you like? is there like a go-to oil I like peppermint a lot I like lavender in my diffuser is there something that you like and I guess it depends on the different goal outcomes you have right Right. So lavender is a great one for sleep. So I use that. And lately I just ordered more. It's called On Guard. Um, mm -hmm. And this is kind of cool if I can say it just because I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. So On Guard is the version of doTERRA, but Thieves is a version from another brand. And mm -hmm. it's called Thieves because during the Spanish um, plague, um, it was actually a plague that even after death was contagious. But somehow a bunch of thieves were able to go into the coffin and collect all the jewels because back then people would be buried with all their um, their goods and their gold. And they were able to steal it and never got uh, sick. Nothing ever happened to them. So they asked these five thieves who were apothecaries and they created their own blend, cloves, cinnamon, and all this yumminess. And it was able to basically kill germs. So I have on guard, put on my feet every day, keeping my immune system up. And when there's people around that I'm, kind of concerned with COVID, I put it in my diffuser and make sure that the space, along with sage, which I usually have around somewhere too. I do a lot of sage. The sage that you the burn, you burn the leaves, the sage, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Let's talk about a, like meditation for a second. What are, your, what are your thoughts or practices or just tips on meditation for people? Or how do you guys implement in what you do and supporting people with the outcomes they have? Another big question. I'm yeah, you I, I love your big questions. It's all right. Um, I like to think big. So I am a firm believer in doing what works for you. I know everyone has different um, philosophies on that. Yeah. I like Insight Timer, which is an app. Insight oh. Timer, have you heard of it before? No, it's a meditation app? Yeah, it's a meditation app. It's free. I know there's Calm. There's a couple other ones, um, Headspace. But Insight Timer, I love it because you get meditations from all over the world. And it'll show you when other people are meditating at the same time. So it kind of has that global community that you feel like there's people there with you. And you can choose which ones you want. So I'll use the morning one. And of course, I like to pick the, um, the British guys because I feel like it's like more fun to hear their accents. Um, and then there's the sleep one. And then one thing I've spoken to before also is meditation to me is just being present. So even when I'm washing dishes, I'm just like doing the same thing over and over again. I'm not thinking where I need to go, where my phone is, all the stuff that I'm usually thinking, which is called the monkey mind, right? Your brain's always like going, going, going. Um, but instead focusing on like, this is where I am. This is what it feels like. Um, noticing the senses, what do I smell, right? What do I hear? How does this touch, you know, all those things. So that would probably be my meditative practice. That's cool. And I like that same thing, right? On the mat, off the mat. It's like people meditate, like sitting down, but also when you're washing dishes, meditate, right? Or like when you're with somebody, like be present. That's cool. Yeah. That's definitely one. Go ahead. No, I was say, so that's something that's always included in all our, every month, our different classes. I like to make sure we have a yoga and or meditation, fitness, 
and nutrition or cooking. And then we have a variety of other classes, but a big part of Real Connections was making sure to hit on those three modules components because I'm such a firm believer in the three of them. Also, every month within the curriculum that we offer, it's meditation, yoga, fitness, what did you say, cooking? Yeah, nutrition, like either nutritional advice, education on what to eat, how to eat, when to eat, and or we always have a cooking class. That's great. Let's talk about food. I wasn't going to ask you about it, but you brought it up. I love food. Sure. I love food too. <laughs> I remember when you were little, you really liked food and probably not the same food that we eat now. <laughs> right? Yes. My, yeah, my food palate has shifted. I, I've educated myself and I've trained myself to eat better. Yes. Same yeah. as me. Um, I grew up eating peanut butter and jelly, uh, pizza, hot dogs. And the last four years, I've basically, I would say four years, maybe longer, I've moved over to more what I call plant-based whole foods diet. Right. Um, so I do eat fish on occasion and eggs, um, but no land animals. I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. And as much as I can, I would say probably 90% of my diet is things whole foods from the earth that have not been processed or touched. Wow. And it's going to sound like an obvious answer, but how do you feel? Like the shift from like how you used to eat to like how you're feeling now? Um, I feel great. I mean, I was about to do one of my dad's joke. Like, you guys, I'm 60, right? You know, like I look younger. So um, <laughs> almost 40. I am almost 40, though. But um, also. Yeah. <laughs> that's genetics, too. But uh, I feel lighter. Um, I feel more connected to earth, like, right. I'm a firm believer in earthing, which is when you put your feet in the ground and that's part of the gardening. And I also feel like the energy, and I know this kind of goes out there, but it was something I was taught and it's true. Like, unless your meat is consciously killed and taken care of, which I know kosher meat's pretty good about that, yeah. that animal's trauma that they felt right before they were slaughtered. Like, yeah. I don't want that in my body, right? Like there's so much going on from traffic and pollution and things that I can't control, which is most things, right? This is an area that I feel like I can't. I do have the power to know what I'm eating, how I'm eating. And then because we're talking about food, one thing I've been doing uh, probably the last year also that I'm really enjoying, I thank my food before I eat it. And I thank the farmers and yeah. everyone that got the food. And if I eat fish, I thank the fish for, you know, I don't say sacrificing their life, but, um, and then I always thank whoever I'm eating it with to enjoy their company. I love that. That's so cool. That's beautiful. Tell, can you tell us about, I do that too, by the way. I don't do all the things. I just think I kind of bless my food before I eat it. I, I love that. I, I have the, I have similar thoughts. That's really cool. Um, what do you, what are the guidelines? It's simple, right? For, and talking about if somebody's like not on the ball with this stuff, right? And they want to start eating more plant-based whole foods. What are some simple, simple tips and guidelines you have for somebody to like start shifting and slowly get acclimated to that type of eating or trying okay. to that yeah, good question. And I'll bring it back to the one thing. I'm sure Gary Keller would be happy that I'm talking about him. But um, one thing at a time, like nothing extreme. So don't go cold turkey, lack of a better word. But one thing at a time, if you want to start eating more plants, replace it. So one thing we do with Wise Tribe is called Meatless Mondays. So start with a Monday. If you're usually eating some sort of meat or chicken, replace it with a plant-based food. So something that I really enjoy doing is making an avocado pesto and adding it to a Hearts of Palm pasta. Mm -hmm. um, and then I add a ricotta almond milk cheese that I'm like obsessed with. That's and I, I, to go back to the food thing, this thing called Frankenfoods, which is like a fake processed plant food, um, again, to each his own. And I can see that as a way to progress to off of that. 
but I don't buy any of that stuff. Like I'm good with my nuts and my seeds and my fruits and my vegetables. And again, I eat fish and eggs, so I don't find that I'm protein deficient by any means. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to replace it with like fake chicken nuggets because then it's again, oh, yeah, that stuff like the, yeah. beyond, the beyond burger and stuff. Right. right? So it, we yeah. call it, we, someone termed it called Franken food. So yeah, going back to the whole food that it didn't come out that way. And, and I like looking at ingredients and now I know which ones I can handle. So um, I would say probably slowly but surely take one thing off at a time yeah. and learn how to replace it, right? So taco meat, I love tacos. So now I either make it or I buy from a French as her own walnut taco company in Atlanta. If not, I make my own crushed walnuts and I add taco seasoning to it. And then I have like delicious taco meat. Oh, that's cool. I never heard of nut walnut taco meat. That's cool. That's a good idea, actually. So good. Yeah, with a little coconut aminos. Um, and yeah, that's it. Guacamole, mm -hmm. all your normal fixings. That's great. Tell me about the avocado one. How do you do that? The avocado pesto? Yeah. Okay, so it's avocado. Um, I use pecans or some sort of nut. I use lemon olive oil. And I think one other thing I can't think of it right now, you could add garlic, but I don't add it to it very often because garlic and I don't get along very well. And you just stick it in the Vitamix and it's super creamy. Wow, that sounds, and then you put it in the- Oh, basil, sorry, hello, basil. And then you put it on the pasta, yeah? Yeah. What kind of pasta do you have? Gluten-free or something? Yeah, so going back to the Frank foods, but it, it is somewhat processed. So that's where I found um, this company is called Palmini. So it's just hearts of palms that they turn into linguine. So it's just a vegetable. So that's a good one. Sometimes I'll do chickpea pasta, lentil pasta. Um, again, they have found all these different beans. Let, oh yeah, lentils one also, but it is somewhat processed. So I probably tend more to go to the hearts of palm and then spaghetti squash. But you know, when you just that's go through it with so you basically do the pastas that are not of any wheat and it's all like a lentil or a bean or like squash or sweet stuff like that. That's amazing. Yeah. To stick with the gluten free. That's the best way to do it. And it tastes delicious by the way. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like tofu, which I don't eat often, but it's, it just takes whatever flavor you do. So once yeah. in a while I'll buy like a tomato sauce um, or the pesto or something, I just do olive oil. Keep it kind of basic. Yeah. Okay. What's a good dessert that somebody can make at home if they want to start transitioning from unhealthy desserts to healthy desserts? Um, so for me, dark chocolate is everything just because yeah. it's healthy for you and you got the healthy fats. Cacao has really great medicinal benefits. Um, so even just taking like a scoop of peanut butter with a little bit of cacao nibs and like doing a spoonful of it, um, probably turning them into balls. So sometimes I add like gluten-free oats and you can almost turn it into like a little protein ball. So those are yummy. And then my neighbor, she is amazing. She makes um, a healthy version, a dairy-free version of Reese's. So it's dark chocolate with peanut butter cups like this big um i usually have one yesterday i ended up having three and she like i told him like is it okay she's like if anything it's actually good for you it's just like a fat bomb of coconut and healthy but like you know we go through like our childhood of like oh but like if i eat like normal reese's that would be terrible she's like but it's not i'm like okay then no, i don't feel bad that's so good that sounds i love reese's that sounds delicious um there was something else you just said that i wanted to ask you about um oh Peanut butter, Tell, what kind of nut butters do you get? How do you do that? 
Um, so I was obsessed with peanut butter and jelly, as I mentioned, till I was 12. Yeah. I actually eat almond butter. And the one that I love is um, Artisana, which is the one we had at Juice Buzz. And it's just almonds and salt, maybe. Um, a lot of the things I've read about peanut butter had kind of turned me off. Unless it's organic or you're making it, most of the brands we grew up on has um, bacteria on the peanuts, just the way it grows. Yeah. So I just took it out of my diet. And, you know, due to COVID, I, I eat pretty much breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I cook for myself. But before that, I was eating out a lot. And yeah. I just don't trust the source of where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's close it out with two things. One is I want to ask you um, how people can connect with you if they want your services or people that are working with you, right? So they can get the support they might need for their wellness or their mindfulness. But before that, with COVID going on and everybody's been home for like whatever, seven months now, right? Whatever it's been, like what are tips or yeah, tips or suggestions on how people can like keep their like because now mental health is like crazy right suicides are up depression's up like inter-family abuse is up unfortunately so like what what are suggestions or guidelines you would give to people to keep themselves calm and centered and obviously we talked about a lot of them right yoga meditation uh but anything else come to mind or any thoughts or anything you want to share yeah sure well definitely depression is up 600 percent. so that number is pretty alarming um I think a lot of it, when I think of it, is, is, is the immune system. That's why I do the On Guard. I also take elderberry. Um, and although I do have fear around it, I think the more we're scared of something, it's like when you see that wall, you're like, don't crash in the wall, don't hit the wall, and then like you hit the wall. So there is like a mindset to it to an extent um, because I am very careful with it and I always wear my mask. But because I'm all about preventative, it goes back to like, use those tips, tools, and techniques, like have your toolbox, whether it's yoga or not, whatever it is. And then of course, support, have one friend that you call one family member or a professional. Um, there's always just one person that is available. Like we might feel like we're alone, um, but we're not, it's just kind of asking for it. Yeah. That's so true. We just got to ask, right? Yep. Yeah. How can people reach out to you about, uh, so I forgot the name of your so company. Connected. So real connection. So it's South yeah. Florida. Yeah. yeah how, can so, people, how can people reach out to you about that and like try it out or do you, do you get, do you offer like, I'm sure you're offering virtual pro services too, right? Oh yeah. So when we first launched, it was in person during um, like doing day retreats, kind of, you know, bringing all the teachers together, but now it's only virtual. I think I'll probably go back into in-person in December because here in Florida, the weather's nice. We can be outside. It can be done safely, um, but I'm still not sure. So it's all virtual. You can come to our website, realconnectionsofla.com. When I first launched last year, the intention was to be Real Connection Sofla, then Real Connection SoCal, and just allow this community to grow everywhere. So in this kind of underlying way, it's still Real Connection SoFla, but we have teachers and members all over the country. We have Vicky Scatini teaching from London. This upcoming month, we have Juan Gabriel, who um, is one of Mateo's friends. He is going to be teaching from Ibiza. So the silver lining is where we kind of have this big world. This community allows us to make it feel a little bit smaller. Um, yeah. And I'm always happy to send a free class for someone to try it out. But I think it's a pretty good ticket. Basically, you get uh, 10 classes for $50. Wow. So $5 yeah. a class. Some of these teachers, like, you yeah. wouldn't be able to get them for, for such a great price. That's amazing. Wow. Cool. How can people connect with you if they want to ask you a question or reach out or just say what's up? 
Well, they, sure, I mean, maybe not to say what's up, but if they had any questions or <laughs> they can say what's up. I love talking to people. <laughs> um, so you can email me realconnectionsofla at gmail.com. Yeah. I am um, similar to what I said earlier. I always have my phone, so I'm pretty much accessible other than 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. I am not accessible. And um, a big part of Real Connections is connecting you to the people that you need. Like I have a sleep expert. I have someone who works with parents. I have someone who works with relationships. So one thing I enjoy is jumping on a call with you, kind of having that initial consultation, right? Having a conversation. And then once we realize what bucket, I call it buckets, what area of your life you think needs a little bit of support, then I direct you to that person for that help. That's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. This is wonderful. I had a great time talking to you and sharing all your insights too. Yeah. I love seeing you. I hope to see you again soon. Yay. Peak performers. Peak performers in the house. Yeah. I'll see you uh, in Miami or if you come to Puerto Rico or uh, somewhere along the line. Along the I, way. I would love any of that and all of that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jess. We'll see you later. Okay. See you later.